was wide open in front. Just couldn't connect. Circling back is Pavelski. To Kane. Shoots. Scores! His first goal as a San Jose Shark for Evander Kane. How's it going, everybody? Charging Buffalo podcast here. Back for the first time after a little two-week sabbatical there. Joe, how was your vacation? Ooh. Boring. Boring? Very boring. Yeah. Lots of work, but Lots you know of work. We're back. We're back. Season 2, episode 13. We've had plenty of time to think. Yes, plenty of time to think. Now, Recollect. of course, uh, we haven't done one of these since the Evander Kane trade took yes. place. And you, for one, were very, very uh, triggered oh, I was by heated. the Evander Kane trade. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'll i talk about let's, my let's, let's first. hear your Let's hear your side first, okay? Of course, we're Evander right Kane traded to the San Jose Sharks for... A second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and Danny O'Regan. Yes. And, of course, there's conditions on both the picks. Oh, oh, oh boy, if, there is. If the San Jose Sharks win the Stanley Cup this year or Evander Kane signs with the San Jose Sharks before July 1st, the Sabres will receive San Jose's 2019 first-round pick. Did I say the Sabres will receive the Sabres' first-round pick? Am I crazy? Sabres will see. Yes, yeah, of course. Fine. You know, you get the you know point. What we mean. They will receive the Sharks' first-round pick in 2019. And also with the fourth-round pick, in 2019, the Sharks will have the choice whether they can keep the fourth-round pick in 2019, but if they pick keep the fourth-round pick in 2019, the Sabres will get San Jose's third-round pick in 2020. Your head feeling and, okay, everyone out and there? And the, if, if the conditions do meet this and the Sabres receive the Sharks' first-round pick in 2019... The pick is lottery protected, so if the Sharks are terrible Ooh. and win the first, second, or third overall pick, they will keep the pick, and presumably Buffalo will get the Sharks' 2020 first round pick, which I'm not sure if that's lottery protected or not, but you get the point. We traded, we just traded Evander Kane for a 16 year old, practically. Yes. A man who will not be in the league until most likely 2022, 2023. Now, folks. But if the guy's good, he's good. If he's good, he's good. But listen, folks, we don't have time to wait. Not anymore. The Bills just got over an 18-year drought. The Sabres don't need to enter another 20-year drought, okay? And let me tell you something. Let me speak to you here. A little heart-to-heart. Where is the rule in the general manager's handbook that you have to trade every pending UFA? Where is the rule? You trade the second-best five-on-five scorer in the National Hockey League. I don't want to hear baggage. I don't want to hear he has baggage. Anyone who is in Buffalo knows he left that baggage in the summer of 2016, okay? I'm done with that. It's true. I'm not listening to baggage anymore, okay? Because that's, that's, that's dead and gone as true. far as I'm concerned. It's true. I think Kane has turned a new leaf on his He's life. He's turned a new leaf. But the baggage is going to follow him the rest of his career because NHL GMs are scared. And I, I think it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. is. He's going to be on your team for, like, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Is he going to really affect your culture, you know, quote-unquote culture that much? I don't think so. Now, there's a lot on my mind that I've been I've been waiting two weeks to spit this vitriol out of me, okay? So just if my thoughts are over the place, bear with me. But I, I have I have several thoughts. Now, my first is has to do with Jason Bottrell, okay? Joe, we've talked about this you outside. Can't, you can't blame Jason Bottrell for this. He I'm tried not, to create a trade market for Kane, and there just wasn't one. I know. I'm not going to blame him specifically, but we talked about this. you got to be a good communicator, okay? When you're an NHL GM, an NHL executive, you got to be a good businessman. And Jason Bottrell 
failed to be a good businessman. To use an analogy here, imagine you it's it's a real business, okay? And you're given these resources and you're trusted to get a good return on them. You aren't expected to merely make up some of those parts. You got to make up all of it and more. And Bottrell failed. And if you put it into that perspective, it's embarrassing and it, it wouldn't fly in any other field of work. I know we're hockey's a whole other animal here. But Danny O'Regan. Dan, like the people who hate this Let's trade don't know who Danny O'Regan is. And Danny O'Regan played a couple games with the Sabres last week and he looked pretty good. And he's doing well in Rochester as well. And, you know, he's a guy who can contribute to this bottom six. You know, we've talked about this before. You need good, fast bottom six players to be a good team in this league who can play up and down your lineup, and I think O'Regan can be just that. You know what's funny is what have I been saying this whole season? I don't want another prospect like Will Carrier or a name like Nick Baptiste coming over here. And what do we do? We, get we go get Jack Eichel's college buddy. It's it's like this team is so – it's so easy to – it's you just know what they're going to do. You know they're not going to get uh, a, a, a good prospect. We get Danny O'Regan. Danny O'Regan is a good prospect. He's one of the Sharks' best prospects. I'm not buying it. You're not buying he's it. A, he's been one of the – he won When AHL, was he drafted? Uh, I want to say 2012, 2013, something like and that. And he still hasn't cracked the NHL? Well, he played all – almost. I think pretty sure all four years of college. He, yeah, all four years of college. I'm just – Developed. And he was the AHL Rookie of the Year last year. He's got, I don't know, 90-something points and two – a, yeah, a season and a quarter in AHL hockey. Great college player. He can be good. You know, sometimes I'm it sorry. takes guys longer to develop. Maybe he's good, but you can't get something better than Danny O'Regan. They couldn't. There was no trade market for Evander Kane. They were the only. The Sharks were the only team that had a legitimate offer for Kane. And now there's a rumor going around that there might have been another team, uh, but they pulled off. Uh, pulled their, and it might have been a first-round pick, too. I just feel sure. like you got to make a better market. Whether it's packaging it's, something else in there or what, it was what? a buyer's market, and if they couldn't get a, if the Sharks couldn't get a Vander Kane because the Sabres price was too high, they were just going to move on to the next best guy, and maybe that's Thomas Vanek. Then they here's a deal. The third round pick. Then here's a deal. If that's the case, you keep a Vander Kane. Like I said, there's no rule for getting yeah. rid of these guys. But what if now? We're yes. mad now. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad, but like yes. our fans are mad that propose they to me Kane, an idea. Yes, but. What if they can't sign Kane? Because the, I'm pretty sure Kane was asking for seven, eight million dollars, mm-hmm. and he's going to be in for a shock because no team in the right state of mind is going to pay him that much money. And if he goes to July first, only one team decided that yeah, this is a guy that we can go get and we're willing to pay a lot for. No one, no one was willing to give up a first, a guaranteed first round draft pick for Vander Kane, who's going to pay him seven million dollars. Then I'd say this. If he's going to be humbled, let him be humbled and see the real market. And there's no rule saying that Evander Kane can't sign with Buffalo. That's true. That's true. Then, you know, if you want to, because people always want to be like, oh, win the trade, win the trade, blah, blah, blah. You know, if Kane comes back, we won the trade. Like, Yeah, but, I mean, it's no guarantee. You still got assets. it's, It's like you look at the conditions on these picks as well. It's like, when did the it's Sharks... It's not far-fetched well, that I, Kane's oh. going to sign with the Sharks. I, they have... Look, I'm gonna okay, that's the first obstacle. Maybe so, okay? But 
What I want to know is, when did the Ringling Brothers become the owners of the Sharks? Because there are more hoops of fire attached to these picks than than you'll see. Oh, at... I've seen worse. The, oh. the Shattenkirk trade last year, there were a lot of conditions. Like, this one, though... Ever since Tim Murray was the GM of the Sabres, conditional trades has been, like, a thing. A lottery pick. A lottery-protected pick. We're, like... No, it's, it's only if... They win the lottery. It's not like if they're in the lottery, they get the pick. It's only if they win the lottery. So if if the Sabres get the Sharks' first-round pick next year and they just suck and they, I don't know, they're the seventh-worst team in the league, Buffalo will get, like, the seventh pick if they don't win the lottery. I'm still not satisfied with that, though. You're not satisfied with a Joe, seventh Joe, overall pick? A seventh overall pick, sure, okay. But I'd look at I what mean, the if Sharks it's, like, the 14th have, okay. pick. Let's look at what the, the Sharks have as far as cap space committed next year uh let's see let's find this if you are if you consider yourself a sabers fan and aren't fed up and aren't as angry like or just weren't angry in the slightest bit over this trade then please joe do you see anything wrong you don't see anything wrong with this trade no this return well of course like when it first came out oh it's a first round pick in 2019 i was like yeah they did it first round pick prospect and, Daniel, then, and i wanted daniel regan too he's one of the guys that i've then, thought of then you start refreshing yeah more then and i more. refresh and i'm like, like oh oh okay oh, 2019 you know it's okay but then i'm well, like it's still better than nothing then you see if they resign Kane, it's like oh 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 uh oh. let me ponder that possibility then it's well if they make the playoffs too Ah, uh, okay. And there's still not a guarantee that without Joe Thornton, okay. Uh, yes. What's the next one, sir? Uh, well, then it becomes 2020. Oh, ah, okay. But it's lottery if you, if you want to be, oh. <laughs> well. if you want to be, uh, you know, looking on the positive light here, Alexi Lafreniere is uh, the first overall pick in 2020. That kid's a beast. Yes, he's a that kid's a he's a beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, oh. Yeah. Is he in the video game? He is. He is. He is. But they made him terrible. Though. Of course they did. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> if, okay. If uh, you look at the Sharks cap friendly, they have Joe Thornton coming off the books at eight million. He's not going to be making eight million next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Joel Ward comes off. Yannick Hansen comes off. It looks like yes, Yannick Hansen comes off, and Eric Fair comes off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it. That's a lot of cap space that they're opening up. If Kane is willing to take, I don't know, five and a half, six million. Well, they took in Eric Fair too. Yes, as, Eric yeah. Fair as a rental just now. Two, okay, if I you know, quick math here, eight million, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, they'll have about fourteen million more in cap space on top of what they already have, which is mm-hmm. quite a bit. I want to yeah. current cap space, twenty five million dollars. It's just I three three million dollars. Yes, three million dollars. I do not feel like having to stress about these conditions. On top of having to stress about when we're going to be good well, again. The Sharks can win the cup. No. If they win the cup, they Sharks aren't the winning no Stanley Cup. You I never know. So. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago. The, the, the rest of the league is too good. It is too good. It's too good. The Eastern Conference alone is a madhouse. Mm-hmm. When the and Panthers then you got are winning. Winnipeg and Nashville. Winnipeg. West. Nashville. Vegas. I don't think Vegas. You is don't a think? Cup oh, I don't think. so. I think Vegas is darn good. I called they're, it. They're darn good, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't consider them a cup contender. The, oh, the playoffs. It's gonna be just. This is probably going to be one of the most exciting years for playoffs. It's gonna be a fun ever. playoff. Yeah, but the problem is Winnipeg and Nashville are probably gonna have to face each other in the second round <sighs> with the flawed playoff. The flawed system. playoff system. Mm-hmm. That would be terrible for me. Emma. So you know, <laughs> just 
Become a Sharks fan. I bought a San Jose Sharks jersey. That's a th- that's another thing too. Um, I like watching the playoffs and not having to root for a team. Yeah, now you got a team to root for. You know, two years ago when they trade Jamie McGinn to the Ducks, if the Sharks, I mean, if the Ducks went to the second r- yeah, third yeah. round, third it round, second round pick. Mm-hmm. So you know, you got something to root for now. Root. The easy thing is, you know, this is my this is the dream scenario. The Sharks win the cup, they get the first round pick. And they you know Kane him. signs in Buffalo, and then the Sharks are terrible, terrible next year. Like like the, they fall off a cliff. They bottom terrible. out. They bottom out. They a don't win the lottery, pick. and then we get like the fifth fifth, fifth overall pick. Yes. They become the Buffalo Sabres. They become the Buffalo yes. Sabres. Yes. Yes. Okay, I think my Evander Brandt is over mm-hmm. much to your... And now this is a sad thing too to think of. I'm pretty sure this is the case with the condition, but if Kane wants to go to the market. July 1st, and he still decides to sign with the Sharks, the Sabres don't get the first round pick. So that's always a possibility, and that is going to suck. That's... So hope, just hope. Kane just goes off on a tear, becomes a hero, gets a game seven winning goal in a couple playoff series, and a hometown hero. There. Hope he becomes Martin Jelena in the 4 playoffs for the Flames. Yes. We just, got four game winners, series just winners. hope that Kane signs. Or Kane signs in Buffalo because well, people want to win the trade. At least we have NFL free agency to yes, today to wish to mm-hmm. cheer us up. Okay. At least the Bills are good. <laughs> it's weird to say. Yeah. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. So yeah. now Sam Reinhart. He has been, I don't know, I, the best story of this hockey mm-hmm. season because he's been great ever since I looked this up. You know, I, I was pondering. I wonder how. Reinhardt's production stacks up against his peers in the 2014 draft class. Mm-hmm. So I actually looked this up <clears throat> two days ago in the morning. I was like, you know what? Why not? I'm going to go to hockey reference and look this all up. So points by 2014 draft pick since the turn of the new year in 2018. So number one, Dave Pasternak, 29 points. Leon Dreisaitl, 28 points. Sam Reinhart, 27 points. Okay. And then you keep going down the list. Victor Arvidsson, 26. Nikolai Ehlers, 22. William Nylander, 22. Nick Schmaltz, 22. Uh, Braden Point, 21. Aaron Eckblad, 17. Larkin, 17. Fiala, 16. Christian Dvorak, 14. Richie, 12. Tuck, 12. Kempe, 12. Perlini, 11. The other Sam, Sam Bennett, 10. And Jake Vertanen, 8. Now, Vertanen's a bomb. Yeah, 8 mm, points. Yeah. So, if you look at that, Reinhardt is playing just as good as anybody in that draft mm-hmm. class. Uh, I feel bad. J- January, yeah. Don't you, don't you kind of feel bad we were so hard on him? Well, I I wasn't like, as hard on him. Lots of people were hard on him. I was saying, you mm-hmm. know, he's only 21. What is he, 21, 22? 22, Give him a chance. Yeah. It's just... Uh, the talent's there, mm-hmm. you know. And p- I think I think this has been said before um, online, but, you know, putting him at center, I thought it would have been a good idea at first because, you know, the center depth. Mm-hmm. And, but it probably wasn't the best idea looking back on it because that killed his confidence, and that took him a while to regain that confidence, and mm-hmm. now he's playing confident. Like, he, just some of the stuff that he does is just miraculous sometimes. Like, the passes that he makes, he, he's just, I don't know, he's a very skilled player, and you never know it. I truly believe he's one of the best net front players in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he's All one of his he's, goals are around the net. Yeah. And he still might score 20 goals. You would have told me in November that Reinhardt would have 20 goals. Mm-hmm. I would have called you crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. It's good to, you know, I don't want the Sabres to necessarily win any more games the rest of the season <laughs> because I want 
I will talk about this more, but I want yeah as high of a pick as yes. possible. We have a headline later on. And there, uh, right? you know, but the thing I'm watching for is Sam Reinhart. That's mm-hmm. that's about it. That's the only hope. And Ryan O'Reilly too. You know, people are saying O'Reilly's having a disappointing season. It's just an average season for him. Mm-hmm. High fifty point season. You know, yeah, twenty goals. He's he's at nineteen goals right now. So mm-hmm. we'll get to talk about more about O'Reilly in um, a little bit. Yeah, Reinhart and even Ristolainen though. They and Ristolainen still falls into this, but they were victims, or still are victim, to a suffering team around them. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that Ristolainen stru- is is struggling because look at look at Victor Hedman. It wasn't always rosy and peachy oh, yeah, for Victor Hedman. It took Victor Hedman a while. To That's the shining that example I use. Is yeah. it took Hedman a while to get in there because he was on some bad Lightning teams. Mm-hmm. Lightning were the laughing stock of the league, much like we were when he was a rookie. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, actually. for a long time. Was he drafted in two thousand eight? Yeah, right after right after oh seven. They were they were they sucked until they didn't become good again until like twenty fourteen. Right. No, they had yeah. that one oddball Eastern yeah. Conference final appearance. And then they, it was a fun year. Yeah, Jeez. <laughs> but you know, uh, and they had that oddball year last year where they were they were they weren't they even were in. good and then they missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they missed by a very short margin too. I think, I think four points. They were it was two points. I think it was really close on the final day. They must yeah. Have the missed. Islanders and the Lightning mm-hmm. just missed out last year. And mm-hmm. Toronto went in because they clobbered the Sabers and Alex Nylander's NHL debut. Vividly yeah. remember that. But anyways, yes. do you think Sam Reinhart was rushed? You know, that's a thought that comes into my mind. You know, he did have a really good rookie year, but should he have started in Rochester? I'm glad you bring this up because, yeah, Tim Murray's prospects have been on my mind a lot lately. I think we ruined Grigorenko. We almost ruined Zadorov because we brought him up so early. I think Zadorov was ruined. Some Zadorov has a higher ceiling than what he is right now. Some of those guys, maybe even Gergensen's, I don't know. I think Gergensen's was rushed too. Yeah, all those guys were in the lineup way earlier than they than really should have been that, allowed. That's a consequence of tanking because you know mm-hmm. you didn't have NHL caliber, you know, crappy NHL caliber enough crappy NHL caliber bodies yeah. in the lineup. Reinhardt is probably the only guy I can think of who spent a year in junior. Before mm-hmm. coming here, did 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 Gregorenko back go back to Quebec or? Did well, Gregorenko went back to Quebec, I believe, two years, but he they burnt the year. But they both they times. brought him, yeah, they brought him up to. I mean, he should have just spent the whole time there in Quebec. Mm-hmm. But, but the, he sh- where he should have been was the AHL, and when he started mm-hmm. playing time in the AHL, he started to get better, mm-hmm. and then they traded. And P- I mean, we gotta remember this when we criticize Nylander and say, why isn't he here yet? Mm-hmm. Well, geez, I mean, he's. 20. He just turned 20. Yeah, and he had a great game yesterday. From what I, I didn't, I wasn't able to watch, but the game was on MSG, and people were singing the praises of him. And you, that's good to hear. Do you want him up here being his supposedly lazy self, or do you want him to learn to not be like that in yeah, Rochester? For, and I, I say this all the time, but Nylander, if he was Canadian, he would be in Mississauga still. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he would have 95 points, and people would be touting this guy as the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's not performing in Rochester up to our standards mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's a bust. Mm-hmm. It means he's a young player that needs to fix the warts in his game. Yeah. People got to recognize, too, the AHL is it's a on, hard league to play in. It's on-the-job training. Yeah. You know, it's it, you aren't going to get that in the NHL because you can't. And maybe Teams he, can't do that. I, I talked about this in my mailbag piece on the ChargingBuffalo.net the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to GR, I think it was a few weeks ago, and Craig Button was on. And he said that this is something that never crossed my mind because I always thought, okay, Alex Nylander, you can put him in the AHL right away. This is good for him. 
But was it bad for his development to stick him in the AHL right away, you know? If, Nylander? Yes, Nylander. Should he have gone back to Mississauga yeah. last year? Every, okay, any pick past the top three, or even the top two, belongs in junior for another year. That's, in my book, yes, you belong there. I don't think uh, Yamamoto this year, for example, should, should have had. Have started he should not have had any business yes. in Edmonton this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't because you're, you're gonna you're gonna shoot his confidence if he if he's bad in those first nine games. You send him down a junior. He's that he's it's gonna be on his mind the whole time. And it's not like all these guys turn that into a motivating factor. And everyone yeah. says, oh well, it's motivation to get better. That's not always the case. Yeah, these are not. human beings. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. everybody will take it a different way. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, we'll move on from that. Good. Alex Nylander, don't give up on the guy. Don't give up on Alex Nylander. The The skill set is there for him to become a very effective NHL player. Do, elite, maybe, maybe not. But mm-hmm. I still think Alex Nylander will be a contributing factor to this team in the future. And I think a sleeper to make the Sabres roster next year. Mm-hmm. If he has a good summer of training, builds more muscle, mm-hmm. you know, if he can continue that building of the confidence mm-hmm. you know work on the laziness in his game play with more passion i think he can be a good next year and you know people don't take into account the groin in- was it a groin injury yes it was groin a groin injury uh in the groins are the a pain for hockey players so that pro- that you know that could be something with his production this year too but mm-hmm. over the past like month or so he's been producing mm-hmm. inconsistent but he needs to work that out, and he, mm-hmm. he's like I said, he's twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Twenty, yeah, and see, that's what you go down there to do. You go down there to learn. You go down there to hone your craft. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think now is a good time to have him there. Um, of course, a and year. a playoff, a long playoff run can do wonders for his development too. Right, it can. Yeah, playoffs can do a great thing, a great deal for all these guys. Bailey maybe can improve down there. You gotta get these guys. I mean, you gotta get them wanting to have How about that. that Justin Bailey goal. Justin Bailey, oh man, oh beating. First of all, what was Mark Andre Fleury, the veteran he is? Why would he play it like that? You come all the way out, like, hello, everyone in the arena and watching knew what move Bailey was going to do. He was going to pull to the left, pull to his backhand, and you come out of the crease like that. Justin Bailey's such a talented player. He is. Though. I don't understand. Like he, this, I knew he was going to score in that game. Because it happens every single time he comes up. Mm-hmm. He produces in the first couple of games. He gets overconfident and gets comfortable, and then he disappears. It's and that happens with all the guys. Baptiste, mm-hmm. you know, he's look, he's looked better on this call-up, I'd say. But and then Fashing. Fashing on his call-up this year, he's fantastic. And then mm-hmm. you fizzled out, and then there was nothing. Who else? Well, do we know uh, Casey Nelson? Casey Nelson? He is a he's, beast. Yeah, he's great. I love Casey but Nelson. He's a group six. Mm-hmm. Group six free agent, and they have to sign him. They yeah. have to sign mm-hmm. him. If Gooley and Nelson is in your top six next year, that's good. We won't have a problem. We'll we'll get Nelson back. I, Nelson, we'll get Nelson chose to come here. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You're yeah. like, oh, why would Nelson want to sign here? He already chose to sign here. Mm-hmm. He, he appreciates Buffalo for giving him the chance and yeah. the opportunity to be in the NHL. Plus, I he, think he'll sign. He's under the radar enough where every other team is going to have him in their minor league. Yeah, that's true. So, so I mean, we're we're guaranteed. He's pretty much guaranteed. And a people act like Nelson's five. a young defender. He's not even that he's young. Not, he's like twenty five. He's twenty five. He's yeah. the same age as about the same age as Nathan Beaulieu and mm-hmm. uh, Victor Antipin. Yeah. So you know, keep that in the back of your mind. So, yeah, Nelson. I love his game. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah, he's. I think I think I said this last time, but good 
replacement for Mark Pesic. Mm-hmm. Similar yeah. games, good passers, good skaters, smart players. I like him. But I like Casey Nelson a lot. You back to the the Rochester guys and coming up here. I think it might have been Charging Buffalo who tweeted this, but pointing out Gooley's youthful youthful enthusiasm on the bench. He's sitting on the sitting on the the, the gate, if you will, the wall, uh, the entrance to the bench after we scored, and just excited. He's not going back down. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go back down. I don't down think so either. Because they would have sent him down mm-hmm. along with uh, O'Regan and Bailey for that Rochester game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Same with Baptiste. I don't think he's going back down right. either. But uh, trade deadline day, they did send Baptiste and Nelson back to Rochester. So they're eligible for the playoffs. So both of them right. will go back down. Yeah. <clears throat> now, speaking of Casey Nelson, we're going to get into uh, NCAA free agency. Uh, Corey Pronman has, an, has a piece up on The Athletic today highlighting some of the big-time undrafted free agents. Man, you know, it seems like just yesterday it was Will Butcher's season. Now yes. it's this. Now it's these guys. Remember our first episode ever talking about C.J. Smith. Will Butcher, 33 assists. C.J. Smith. C.J. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Uh, okay, so Kate, for, former teammate of Casey Nelson, Daniel Brickley mm-hmm. of Minnesota State. I Brickley also was an invitee of Sabres development camp a couple years ago. Played for the United States at the World Championships last year. I believe he's a junior. He, I, be, I think, uh, thirty of the thirty-one teams have inquired on Daniel Brickley. A good defenseman. I think, you know, if the Sabres have any leverage at all on this he went to their development camp I'd say we got a fighting chance I haven't been able to watch Brickley a whole lot besides the world championships but from everything that I hear he's a really good defenseman Mm -hmm. and of course I'd love to have him in this organization and many consider him to be NHL ready right now Mm -hmm. uh okay uh we'll keep moving here what else has he got okay Zach Whitecloud he already signed with the Vegas Golden Knights I was hoping that we'd have a shot at this guy but you know Vegas offers you a contract. You're in the NHL right away. Why not? Mm-hmm. Bobo Carpenter, <laughs> goal scorer, what a name. plays for Boston University. I would love to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colton Pullman. Bobo. Colton Pullman. Is this guy related to Tucker Pullman? Yes, he is. Oh, there you go. So if he's anything like Tucker Pullman, I'd love to have him on our team. Tucker's good. Uh, then he's got Max Veranu of Princeton, right winger. Don't know much about him at all. He says he's a world-class skater according to NHL scout. And then there's a defenseman from St. Cloud. I've heard a lot from this guy. Jimmy Schultz. Uh, another defenseman. This is one of the names I have heard. Yes, I've yeah. heard about mm-hmm. Jimmy Schultz. And then there's Will Will Borgen, too. I, I don't know if they play together mm-hmm. on a pairing or not, but, you know, maybe Borgen can be like, hey, come sign Buffalo with me. Mm-hmm. We'll both go. Ohio State, there's Mason Jobst. Jost. Uh, 24-year-old, five foot seven. He says he's probably an AHLer, but he can skate well. And then uh, also, he did not mention uh, Andrew Sturtz, who plays for Penn State. I th- Sturtz is from Buffalo too, so I I would like to think that we would have the inside track on him. He's a really good. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a winger. I, he's a fast guy too. I'd love to see maybe him in our lineup at the end of the season, mm-hmm. or maybe on ATO headed Rochester. And then as far as the VZ route. August 15. There's Dylan Sakura, uh, plays drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks. Plays for Northeastern. Really good prospect. One of the point leading point scorers in the NCAA. 
if I think he would sign with Chicago, I'd like I, you know if he doesn't sign Chicago, they're doomed. But mm. there's Christian Willanen, I believe he plays for North Dakota. Yes, he's an Ottawa prospect. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy doesn't sign for Ottawa because mm-hmm. they're just a complete train wreck. Louis Belpedio, mm-hmm. we can get Louis Belpedio because uh, he played for the United States World Junior Team, I believe, in 2014 or 2015. He played on the team when Eichel was there. I'm a big fan of him. Minnesota Wild prospect. Jake Evans, Montreal Canadiens prospect. Plays for Notre Dame. Another, I think he's a defensive. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to have him. Uh, There's a lot of guys on here. C.J. Seuss. C.J. Seuss, Winnipeg. Nolan Stevens. The Doctor. St. Louis. Brian Pinho, Washington. David Pope. And I think Shane Gersich is another guy, possibly. Mm -hmm. Head of the Beezer at Washington Capitals prospect. So, you know, I haven't been able to watch as much college hockey as I'd like to this year because of work. But, you know, there's mm. some good uh, undrafted guys available. And if uh, there's if those guys decide to go to August 15th, like Cal Peterson, Jimmy Beezy, maybe we're an option. But I was listening. Okay. Another thing, I forgot to write this down in our notes, but there was uh, Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet. He was on the intermission in Calgary when this, they were here to face the Sabres. Uh, he talked about that teams have Brady Kachuk second on their draft list, and the Sabres might be one of them. And that's doomsday for me. If the Sabres have the second overall pick and they pick Brady Kachuk, I immediately start questioning Jason Bottrell and the scouting staff and management because I don't know how you can pass on Andrei Svechnikov and Philip Zadina for Brady Kachuk. It just does not make sense to me. Especially in the case of Svechnikov. Svechnikov, he, he can be a 40-goal scorer someday. Mm-hmm. He is that good. Philip Zanina, 30, 35-goal scorer. These guys are good. I, I Don't get me wrong. Brady Kachuk is an elite prospect. I'm a big fan of him. And I like to think I'm higher than, on him than most. People have Brady Kachuk like 7, 8, 9 overall. Right Currently, he's 6th on my list, but I have him in the same grouping as uh, in the four, four, five, six range with... Uh, Adam Bolkvist and Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind. I hope it's not true, but you know, if the Sabres draft Brady Kachuk second overall, if they win the lottery, I will not be happy. Yeah, that seems to me like a bit of a stretch. I'm a huge Zadina fan. Mm-hmm. That kid can shoot. He's he's incredible. Okay, and speaking of Jeff Merrick, 31 Thoughts podcast from last week. They talked about the Sabres for a little bit, and it was not encouraging. <laughs> I will just say that. <laughs> So, these are some of the main points that they brought up. Shout out to at Buffalo Selly for writing them down on Twitter because I did not write them down. I just remembered them when I saw this. So, he said, From the podcast, Sabres rebuild is bigger than could have imagined for Jason Botterill. There's dysfunction on every level of the organization. That came out of the words of Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. They tried to create a trade market for Evander Kane and Robin Leonard, but they were unable to do it. Internally, the organization does not feel that Linus Allmark is ready to shoulder a full season's work in the NHL and is probably a year away from being a starting NHL goaltender. And there's a chance he can go back to Rochester. I don't I don't think they know what they're talking about there because yeah. Allmark has to go through waivers next year, if my memory serves me correctly. And he said they might have to bite the bullet and sign Robin Leonard for one more year. Uh, with players that have trade value on the team, with the exception of Eichel, the, uh, hold on. With the players have trade value as a, as a team. Okay, that's a, sorry. 
That just doesn't make any sense. Poorly worded there. But with the exception of Jack Eichel, the team is slow. Merrick compared the team who built to a team that's built 15 years ago. Reinhardt, Alex Nylander, who some yeah some people in the organization wonder if Nylander will ever play 100 games in the NHL. And Rasmus Ristolainen has trade value, according to Friedman. And then Casey Millstadt, Friedman stated that he may wait until the summer to decide on his future, whether it's in Buffalo, Rochester, or Minnesota next year. That he's he is a super talented player, but his deciding factor will be Rochester versus Minnesota for next year. And you know, get your education. Yeah, go. I I can understand that. Mm-hmm. If it's not Buffalo, I would go back to Minnesota. Yeah, and the Sabers will probably have full court press to get him to turn pro. But if he wants, if they want him in Rochester to start, he may want to return to Minnesota. And Friedman also mentioned that they haven't played hard in general, and it is very noticeable. Mm-hmm. And he talked about Ristolainen and having trade value, and this is the next thing that I want to get into. There's not many guys on this team that hold a remarkable amount of trade value. And there's, of course, there's a few. Jack Eichel, Rasmus Ristolainen, Ryan O'Reilly, Casey Millstead. Now, you're not trading Jack Eichel or Casey Millstead. I don't know how much value Sam Reinhardt holds, but it's probably a considerable amount. But it's not you're not getting as much as probably Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. Now Ristolainen is not a top pairing defenseman yet. I don't know if he'll ever be. But I think you have to at least explore trade options with him. I said this on Twitter mm-hmm. the other day. If a team is willing to give you, I don't know, just a hypothetical here, a second line winger, a second pairing defenseman, and I don't know, a first round draft pick, mm-hmm. you have to consider it because the, in the state of this organization right now. They do not have enough value on their depth chart of their roster or their prospect pool. And you need to get more value. That the same. This is why they had to trade Kane, because you just had to get more valuable pieces to this organization. Second-round picks, prospects, first-round picks, NHL roster players. Whatever you can get, this team needs to be good sooner rather than later, and they may have to be in a position where you have to trade Ryan O'Reilly for a value. Ristolainen for value to just recoup the assets that were blown away by Tim Murray. Mm-hmm. I it's I mean, why not for Rist in Ristolainen's case? Why not? He's good, but like, what do we? Are, I I see this online sometimes. Like, trade him for William Nylander. Like, are you on crack? Why? Yeah. The, why on earth would the Toronto Maple Leafs trade William Nylander to Buffalo for Rasmus Ristolainen? You know what? First of all, Ristolainen is nowhere near worth William Nylander because William Nylander is. A top-line winger in the NHL today. Yeah. Rasmus Ristolainen is a second-pairing defenseman that has been inconsistent. On the Leafs, he's probably a third-pairing defenseman. No, because he's a right-handed shot. So? He'd be on their first pair because okay. they needed that right-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. But Because yeah, I think Friedman also said that Ristolainen's a second-pairing guy, and I agree with him. On a good – like, I think I said this before, but, like, on how many teams is Ristolainen their best defenseman mm-hmm. in this league? Mm-hmm. Not many. Vegas, I think he would be their best defenseman. Uh, Arizona, no, I, I think Ekman Larson's better. Ekman Larson's way better. Yeah, Charlie McAvoy is better than mm-hmm. Ristolainen. Yeah, but like you can go down the list. There's not many teams mm-hmm. where you can say that Ristolainen would be their best defenseman. <laughs> At this point, with the current state they're in, the Canadians, the with Canadian, Weber, with yeah. Weber gone. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here just thinking, as you go over all this, how did it come to this? How did it come to us? <laughs> why? Why us? And you know they could have they, they traded Rasmus Ristolainen to the Edmonton Oilers for Taylor Hall. 
You didn't hear that? No, I don't. Yes. I, I might have heard it in passing. That was the re- that was the ask to the Sabers, and you know what? At, Would it make at, a difference? At the, you know, Taylor Hall. I mean, Taylor, like if Taylor you Hall's Taylor, great. If you have Taylor Hall, they mm-hmm. probably take Mikhail Sergachev eighth overall in 2016 too. I it hurts me. It makes me just. It makes me tired thinking about this. Yes. I don't. I don't want to. Okay. We'll move let's on. move on. We'll let's move on. Move on. Now, I don't. For the God, love of God, Sabers. There's nothing just more lose. to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you why. Because at the current state of this team right now, they're picking up points. Mm-hmm. They're picking up points. Ralston. Mm-hmm. You remember Ron Ralston. Oh, I remember him. He picked, he picked up a lot of points in the end of the 2013 season. You know where the Sabres were in that 2013 season? They should have been, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. And you never know. Maybe you're picking up Nathan McKinnon at that point. I think Ron Ralston might be the most boring man I've ever seen. Just in general. I bet he's he's tons of fun at a party. His gardening gloves in practice, too. You ever hear that story? No, I never wore gardening gloves instead of ho- traditional hockey gloves at practice. So, yeah. So, hopefully, the Buffalo Sabres do not pull Ron Ralston. Did he do it as a joke? No. The, the players asked him to wear regular hockey gloves, and he would just wear, like, regular gardening or winter gloves. <laughs> I kid you. There's pictures out there. What's he doing now? USA Hockey, I think. He was the assistant coach for the Olympic team. Oh, no wonder we're a disappointment in every (laughs) facet of international play. Holy moly. You got got to have the best pick possible here. I want Jason Bottrell to have his pick of the litter, even if it's Brady Kachuk, but I want him to pick his guy. I want Jason Bottrell to pick his guy. Right. And also what nobody considers, if the Sabres finish in last, they have the first pick in the second round. And they don't have a third-round pick, but they have the first pick in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. You know, you can get the mm-hmm. best guy in every round, yeah. and that also holds value. That first pick in the second round, you're getting a tremendous player. Mm-hmm. And we're going to segue right into my draft rankings that I am currently in the process of making for the ChargingBuffalo.net. All right. This is why the Sabres need to just lose, baby. Just lose. So I'm gonna pull it up right now. There's nothing to play for anymore. There's nothing. To There's play. nothing to play for. You're people say the winning culture, but you know how many of these guys are even gonna be here next year? <laughs> you know, you can't build a winning culture when you have 50 points with 15 games left. Look at Colorado. That makes no sense. Colorado's culture was what they had like 48, 47 points last year. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. you uh, don't give me that build a winning culture crap. No. Colorado, New Jersey, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Those teams picked in the top four last year, and where are they now? How about before... Knocking on the door of the playoffs, or they're firmly in a playoff position. Before worrying about a winning culture, how about we worry about bringing in guys who can play hockey? Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's start there. Let's start at square one. I don't care about building a winning culture in, no. in these games that don't mean anything. No. Ex- you no. can build a winning culture. Like, don't give me that crap. I don't know. No. I don't understand. Yeah. The fact that people are saying, "Oh, enough of this losing." What do you want? You mm-hmm. want to finish four four places in the standings higher and pick eighth again, and then just pick a guy who might be good, or do you want the guaranteed thing and pick fourth or fifth? Who I? It's not about winning the lottery. People think when when people here say, "All in for Dolan," and you know, let's go pick as high as let's go pick as high. Oh, we're just gonna lose the lottery anyways. Who cares? You know. Pick as high as you can. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes finished 
last. They still had the fourth pick, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah, it's better than fifth. It's better than sixth. It's better than seventh. Mm-hmm. Pick as high as you can. Yeah. And this is why. And Number one, yes. Rasmus Dillian. Number two, where the Sabres slot right now, Andrei Svechnikov. Powerful goal scorer in Barry. You know, I can go on and on about Andrei Svechnikov. The guy's the total package. He is just on another level. I I have him above Zadina, but I think they're close. Both of them are great goal scorers, and I think they're going to be at least 30 goal scorers in this league. I love them both. Mm-hmm. Number four, Quinn Hughes. Comparable to Zach Wierenski. Both went to Michigan. And Hughes, phenomenal freshman year, too. He's probably going back to school again next year, and then I think he's NHL ready after that. But putting up good production as a freshman, the youngest player in college hockey. Adam Bolkvist, you know, he's close to Hughes. He's right there. And he's a, people call him an Eric Carlson clone, and I agree with that because, like, people, the, the common thing about defen- offensive-minded defensemen in the draft lately, always oh, Eric Carlson. This guy, I, I can see it. I can see the Eric Carlson comparisons with him. Uh, not NHL ready, but a year or two down the road, I think he's going to be a really fine NHL player. Number six, Brady is number two on the Sabres list. We talk about Brady Kachuk a lot. That's a perfect fit. You want the, the Battle Mafia. of Alberta? Brady Kachuk to Edmonton. Ooh. Brady versus Matt. Mm. Battle of Alberta. Bring it yeah. back. I know. Back. I know. Edmonton, Bring, just be good. The Kachuk brothers going one-on-one. Just be good. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, I think he. I think Wallstrom can compete to go higher in this draft too. He's a really skilled player, but you know I've been watching him lately. Uh, I don't think he's the greatest skater, and that's why I have Kachuk a little higher because Kachuk is better in all facets of his game. Wallstrom is a. He's got a great shot, extremely skilled. He's more skilled and has a better shot than Kachuk, but Kachuk is a better skater, more of a better all-round player mm-hmm. in my opinion. But you know I. I still love Wallstrom. I think. He, he might be able to go in the top five. You never know. Mm-hmm. And then number eight, Evan Bouchard, who has like 80 points as a defenseman for the London Knights. He's been fantastic. London has been going in more of a rebuilding mode. I think Evan if the Sabres, you know, can if they find a way to pick eighth again, they get Evan Bouchard, I'd be very pleased. Number nine, Noah Dobson, having a great year for the Bathurst Titan, Teton, as some people yeah. call them, in the <laughs> Quebec League. Again, if the Sabres even decide to trade down, which I would not trade down in this draft, if they end up with Bouchard, Dobson, or even number 10, Ty Smith, those are three really good defensemen. I think they're all they have all three of them have high offensive ceilings, and that's a guy that we need. And, and uh, Dobson and Ty Smith are both right-handed. I know Dobson is a right-handed shot. I'm not sure if Smith is a left-hand, a right or left-handed shot. And then you know. Guys, if you people like to talk about trading up, guys that I would like the Sabres to trade up for, Rasmus Sandin, he is fantastic. I go go watch his highlights when you have the chance. Mm-hmm. Rasmus Sandin is he is such a good defense, good point shot, good skater. He just because pro- uh, what's his name, Connor? No, Connor Timmins, mm-hmm. Colorado second round pick last year. He's been Wouldn't out. Would be a steal. Yes. Yeah. He should have been a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's been out many months with an injury, and the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds have just been fantastic, and Sandine has stepped up big time for them. He has been, nearly, I think, nearly pointed. Oh, man, Sioux St. Marie is... He came from, I want to say, Rogala in the Swedish League, 
went over to the OHL to compete with the likes of Evan Bouchard, those guys. Mm-hmm. And he has just been great. I think I had him 31 last month. I have him at 19 this month. Mm-hmm. Ryan Merkley, you know, top five as far as skill goes. Everything else is questionable. And I think he's worth trading up for. Good offensive defenseman, dynamic player. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know about Makai. Johnny Tyconic, you know, <laughs> the weekly Johnny Tyconic. Yeah. Uh, where I sing the praises of him, I have ranked at twenty four. You know, a little higher than last month, but you know, I think Tyconic is he's a really good play, good prospect. Penticton, that Penticton. what that's uh, Pen- that that is where uh, British Columbia is at. Yeah, the BCHL, yep. and that's of course why he mm-hmm. is really low on some people's list because of the league. Mm-hmm. Alan McShane, he plays in Oshawa. He's having a really good couple of months lately. Centerman, probably more of a winger in the NHL, but, you know, he's a guy I really like. I liked him going back to when he was with the Erie Otters last season. Now it's interesting. I was taking uh, Keandre Miller. I haven't gotten in the second round yet. <laughs> Not yet. But, uh... Hey. Keandre Miller, you know, the good prospect. Yeah. He, you know, he actually started out as a forward. He's only been playing defense for a little while now. And, you know, if the Sabres end up with Keandre Miller in the second round, I'd be pretty happy. There's also Matias Samuelson, another guy who plays for the development team. He's a guy who could slide to the second round. Alexander Alexiev, a defenseman, the Red Deer. Uh, Kalen Addison, I would love if the Sabres can nab Kalen Addison in the second round. Martin Kaut, Ty Delandria, Liam Foodie. Uh, Nathan Dunkley. There's a lot of good prospects that the Sabres can have in the second round. Adam Ginning, too. Alexander Hovanov, who I think he's got he had a case of hepatitis or something, <laughs> and that really ruined his draft stock. But he's a highly skilled Russian forward for the Moncton Wildcats. There's also Dmitry Zabgarodny, who I, at one point I had him ranked in the first round. Uh, he plays for he plays on the wing with Alexi Lafreniere and Ramuski. He's a really good prospect. There's also Sampo Ranta. He plays for the Sioux City Musketeers. He's having a good campaign in the USHL, too. So, Ramuski is just a factory of franchise players. <laughs> Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. And then Alexi mm-hmm. Lafreniere yeah. pretty soon. So, you know, I think we're just going to cut it off there. Yep. You know, the season is over. It's time to talk about the draft. So next time we see you, maybe we'll talk more about the draft, some prospects. And, yep, we'll see you then. So yeah. if you haven't already, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL. You can follow Luke on Twitter at L-V-K-E-T-C-B. Yes. Yes. And that's all, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you all in the next one.